Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hello and welcome to yet again another episode of Event Brook Podcast where we're spilling the tea and giving you all the goods. I am with my three favorite brew crew members. We have Dustin from One West, we have Nick with All Seated, and Will with Endless Events. Hey you guys, how are you doing? Hey. Good. I, I love when mm-hmm. I can hear your you like trying to figure out what you're gonna say next next. It's the best. Oh, you can I see do. my eyes? Yeah, 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 it's the the going to the right, and uh, but I I do it too, so I know it. You're like I just there's a few words there. I'm like you. Each word was figured out before, uh, right before the last word was said, and that's like how we the do the show exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep well, talking, and things will come out exactly. And Will is going to give us a topic because that's how planned we are with things, and then we're just going to discuss it. But before we do that. Yes, there we go. All right, is you got talk this. about, yeah, oh, I got this, is what we're drinking today. So I'll start off, Dustin, our Canadian boy. Yep. What are you drinking? Drinking some Dawn. cold H2O. <laughs> yeah, Dawn. Wait, did I say Dawn? Yeah, just kidding. I don't have a drink. Uh, me, so I grab the, <laughs> the Dawn Platinum Power Wash. Yeah, you know, COVID's if really going If you've never done the dish away. soap in the sprayer thing, it's pretty amazing. Oh. Uh, wait, yeah. did... So wait, real quick. You're you're not drinking it, please. I'm not drinking. Like, it. It's not literally the only. It's the only thing in front of me because I'm doing this at my kitchen counter. So I do not have a drink in front of me, but I will go fetch a drink as you all talk about your drinks. All right, we're gonna expect updates. Yes, and then <laughs> he couldn't drink Don because the most unhealthiest drink goes to Nick. But he's been on a great water, sparkling water it. kick. Yeah, yeah great. this so water is uh, this is a pear and hibiscus sparkling water, but it is caffeinated, so I guess it's not. Like, I don't know, the best thing. It's still have, it kind of healthy. Yeah, I guess. It's not It's not too much. But, uh, yeah, hibiscus anything is really good. Like, that's probably one of my favorite uh, flavors with, uh, with alcohol as far as a mixer. Like, if you can give me anything floral plus gin is just my jam uh, when it comes to mixed drinks. I don't, like any, I don't like floral taste in my tea at all. Like, I'm like, oh, really? avoid floral. Yeah. Oh, look at Dustin dug up. I found a Phillips Brewing and Malting, which I actually don't know. Where, I don't know where Phillips is. It must be Canadian. Anyways, it is the Electric Unicorn White IPA, and oh, it is a very fun can. It is imagine what an electric unicorn would look like, and that basically is what the can looks like. It is a hop infused white ale, best enjoyed while reading mystical mono horned laser beasts racing through the galaxy to the sonic backdrop of screaming metal guitars. We got really quiet there for a second. I think we were all really fascinated on where that was going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some sort of fever dream on the side of a, a beer can. 
but that's that's what marketing is now is uh absurdism it's uh it's definitely and oh by the way the the face you're giving is definitely a vote of is confidence it? for this electric <laughs> horse drink it's good it's good <laughs> mm. put some uh, horse hair on it's you a, it's a bit strong this is no Michelob Ultra it's a bit strong. <laughs> you mean it actually has alcohol in it well, fuck, fuck you will <laughs> all right well what are you drinking I'm drinking uh, honest honey green tea um, I finished my chai latte and didn't have time to make one before the show so I just grabbed a bottle of tea but I'm also snacking on Ritz crackers no this and- is only drinks next <laughs> So I got, I'm I got Ritz crackers too, man. Cheers! Wow. Oh, yeah, cheers. See, if the, I didn't say vegetable that, this herb, would have happened. You guys are vegetable the herb same, is the, the best. same package and everything. They're oh, the mine's, same. mine's plain. You, gonna, you get you, you get, get flavored Ritz. They even make flavored Ritz. Of course, man. Oh, geez. yeah. There's okay. Mm. There's there's bacon ones too. Which are, in the pre-show, yeah, we get like the pleasure the of listening to him eat his crackers in the microphone. Yeah. I will, oh, yes. I will knock that cracker out of your mouth, Will. Get out. <laughs> what is it? ASMR or ASR or oh, uh, it's something much. like that? It's, it's uh, yeah, the opposite of that. Okay, Will, so uh, we are as in the dark as far as what we're going to be talking about. Oh, wait. What oh, about yeah. the person that's oh. doing the intro talking about what they drink? Some sort of tea or you something. You didn't control the conversation. No. Enough. You need more controlling and domineering. <laughs> yes, I will, I will get on that. Be more assertive. What a um, mess already, guys. Well, today Jeez. is October October fourth, and there is no social media but Twitter and MySpace, and so I couldn't <laughs> announce that it's my four year anniversary here in Los Angeles. And I'm going to start it off with a three day juice cleanse. This is juice three out of six. It's greens with apple, cucumber, celery, spinach, ginger, kale, parsley, and lemon. That's it what definitely I'm probably tastes like L.A. for sure. Oh yes. That, wait, real quick. So. I need to understand this juice cleanse. So is it a goal to just make it through six bottles or do you have to do it across six days? Like I would expect six bottles be- per day. So I'm just flushing out my system in how many days? Three days I'm doing. So 18 bottles of juice. Yes. And that's the only thing you're going to have for the next three that's days. That's the only thing I'm going to have besides like water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Well, just to mix we're recording it up. the podcast now because day three, Ugh. we should I'll definitely be very record. Mad. I'll be yeah, very angry. That'll be a good like, like rant. Fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this. That's Whoa. that's Dustin's. That's Dustin's role right now. We're earning that E next to this episode. I don't episode swear name. like that. <laughs> don't paint me with that brush. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, what are we talking about? Tell us. Damn it. Oh, hey, crackers. It's crackers. What this the fuck? Is you so guys? hungry right now. This is a mess. Okay. Wow. This, this is a mess. Is, uh... All right, this one's going to be a history books one. Oh. All right, so here's my topic. So to announce that today, that all this, like all social media stuff has been going haywire. Basically, Facebook's been down for like 24 hours, and they just got in trouble big time for the whistleblower coming out, basically being like, Facebook is as terrible as everyone thinks it is. So um, I haven't had a ton of time to like read up on what the whistleblower has put out and things like that, but it's just reasserting, I think, a lot of what – We've come to think that Facebook is causing, which is like a lot of misinformation, you know, division, things like that. So whether you agree with that or not, that's not necessarily the debate I want to have today. But the debate I want to have is that with the amount of social networks that get huge and then people don't like them because they're like lame or they create misinformation now or they're terrible for society, people are starting to like peel away, I think, from social media networks, I feels like. How many people, you know, know someone who says, like, I don't use Facebook. I don't believe in that company, right? I'm feeling like I have to use it for business, and I feel like every day I want to get rid of it, right? 
So my question is, with the rise of uh, people not trusting social media networks and not wanting to be a part of social networks, does it create an opportunity for the events industry to create communities that are not gigantic social media networks, but instead are niche communities centered around things they care about, right? Instead of the, the person using Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups to bring people together, they're using the event, they're using the community, the, the virtual event platform, they're using the metaverse software, you know, whatever it may be, right? But pulling people away from in gigantic social networks and instead into individual apps, individual, you know, event experiences. I hope that's not a yes or no answer. Uh, I want to be on team no, but what did you guys think? <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it, I think people are still people are still on social media in droves. It doesn't you, like yes, I think that there is a there is a up and coming generation of people that are using certain platforms less, but they're just being replaced by other platforms. So those that are leaving Facebook are going on to, you know, using Instagram more and more. Those that are not using Instagram have moved to Snapchat or TikTok. Like I just, I actually don't believe that there's this mass amount of people that are removing social media from their life. I think it's coming. I think that there, there is a younger generation that is, that is removing what is now seen as their parents' social media and I think that's more of an issue, but I still think that the buyers and the sellers are still in the place that we need them to be. So I don't know. I don't know that I can dig into whether it creates an opportunity for us to build micro communities. I think that opportunity always exists. And I think that, that yes, yes, that is great. Unfortunately, we have to use social media to build those communities and bring those people together. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I think that there's, you know, I know a lot of people that are taking social media breaks, um, that it's coming from, I think, a, a very polarizing time where politics have been crazier than they ever have been. And there's so much negativity and I see people taking breaks, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I think it's an, I think it's an opportunity, but that, that mean that doesn't mean it's a, it's an inevitability. Uh, the opportunity requires us to, to jump on it. And take advantage of it, right? So we're seeing some of these things. We're seeing some negative pushback associated with social media for the first time because initially when we got it, it was it was sort of all new and we were all figuring it out and like what 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 could this be? And uh, it was evolving so fast and you were just trying to keep up with it. I mean, you wouldn't quit it because it, you didn't really know what it was yet. It, it just became uh, something that was just novelty to a degree. And uh, now, especially like Dustin was saying, there's a certain generation that's grown up with it as being uh, sort of always there, you know, the natives of it. And they don't look at it as novelty. They look at it as status quo, which um, status quo is not necessarily exciting. So then the opportunity to inject new novelty into things is definitely there. Uh, I think I think it is an interesting um, like window for us to to jump into if we're in the in the business of not necessarily creating large social media uh, gathering spots in order to ostensibly create giant user bases to sell ads. That's not what we do. Um, that's the, the community part. Really, is just a it's a means to an end as far as what. Uh, these social media platforms do what, what we do generally speaking is bring people together and that's the the end unto itself bringing people together has commercial value for the most of us i mean for the social end of it it doesn't that's it bring people together that's the job done uh for the 
business side of events and gatherings, bringing people together has a business outcome, but, but really bringing them together is, is what we do. Uh, and it's not in order to do something else other than to create more lasting connections and more meaningful together, right? So it's, it's still just bringing people together. Um, so we're a purer form of bringing people together. And in that instance, maybe there's some campaigning we could be doing in, uh, in our circles to say, you know, when you're feeling burnt out from this kind of false feeling, um, there's going to be times where you need a break and that break, you can find all the things that you're missing from social media in, in face-to-face gatherings, people in face-to-face when they have different opinions, they do still try to, in my, in my um, experience, try to find common ground. And online, they do not. They, they stick in the ground. They stick to rhetoric. Uh, they talk at each other. When you bring two people who don't agree together face-to-face, in my experience at least, uh, they first try to find some kind of common ground as to not be so in your face. And that is a real opportunity to be something different. So I would, I would you know play that up in some way how do you do that i mean i'm talking about like there's no commercials that you would place for live events how do we do that practically can you imagine if people talk to each other in person the way they talk to each other online oh, oh my god yeah that, that would mean, be the dream I, that sports to have that much like a big soccer match might be the only equivalent where there's just people yelling oh, yeah. obscenities <laughs> Into the yeah. ether, right? Like that's that's literally the closest live uh, equivalent I can think of what social media discourse is like in in a face to face environment. I think we're already seeing the effects of the the demand for brands to connect face to face, and I mean we've seen such a huge huge uptake in like what brand activations look like and the amount of money that's now going into them, and that. That that is all coming from a place where I think social media is starting to get exhausted a little bit, and and that that will continue to grow. I think that marketers are the ones that have the biggest challenge in front of them because so much marketing is moved primarily into social, and when that when users get off of those platforms, the marketers now have to do the work to figure out where they've gone and how do they continue to market to them. Um, and as the event industry is so heavily blended with the marketing industry, I think therein lays a challenge. Um, I can see that being challenging for a lot of reasons and then also opportunities for us to get back to um, doing more live and um, hopefully finding a bigger appetite for it because you're not getting those connections online like we're used to in the last you know, 10 to 15 years. It's this to scale aspect of it that really social media just does so well. Uh, it, it really, no matter what you're trying to do, it can scale up faster uh, totally. and and potentially not only faster, but more niche. So mm-hmm. like I, I default back to this like example very, very frequently because it was the most eye-opening uh, event experience I had with technology and an event uh, when, it, when it came to um, an event that I've experienced because it was a new event in, in a community that didn't have their own event. So to me, it was like just ground zero. So I, it was RuPaul's DragCon. I might have mentioned this before. I worked with an app company that did the app for it and uh the app itself was launched prior to the event and and everyone jumped on it really quickly in these smaller communities that were that were not being served uh in a national capacity so like the, this uh this need to get together was very very strong and uh, this event was the lightning rod required in order to get 
this group together in a, in a scale that was larger than they've ever experienced before outside of their own cities. Uh, so the app itself was very vibrant. And then uh, immediately following the event, they didn't delete the app. They continued the conversation on the app. And that's almost unheard of in my experience. So um, I see these little things of when um, you have communities that, uh, you know, really want to get together, it requires the live event sometimes as the lightning rod to fuel the digital, right? Like the digital doesn't have much to say except without the epicenter or like the, the peak, the excitement, which is the live event. Uh, so they are kind of connected to each other, like the social media. Uh, yes, you need the social media to to broadcast the event, but the event um, or the, the social media doesn't really, or the digital doesn't really have much to talk about without the anticipation of the event. And they're actually much more connected than they are one needing the other. Um, social media needs something to talk about, something to push a conversation, some sort of target. And events are really quite good at that. I mean, if you think about sports and how much that fuels social media, uh, there are live events that they're ostensibly talking about 365, but there's these moments that really are the peak uh, of, of the excitement and the energy and in the uh, destination. So I, I think where social media is uh, getting grading on some people and causing some issues. I think that in in our worlds, if we were to maybe find those areas that are um, the, the things that are really making people upset about social media and creating an event that is the absence of those things. So if we're saying people like talking about politics and making change, but the way it is done in social media is... Um, distasteful. So we need to think about designing events that take the remove all of the things that are inherent in social media in, in, in how people behave there and design an event that accentuates all of the, the opposite of that. And I think that like maybe that's the quote unquote opportunity we would have in live events to take uh, not necessarily replace social media or to take everybody from it, but to require to create this kind of oasis. Agreed. Everything Nick said. <laughs> Boo. But I don't, but really, More. but really, agreed. More substance. You I wouldn't, mean. you wouldn't replace it. You would just enhance it. And the things that social media lacks are the things that experiences cultivate connection, community, um, a sense of belonging. And so belonging is big. Yeah. Yes. I feel like there was a time when social media made me feel belonging. Oh, I'll tell you, I felt like when I first got online, I felt more uh, beholden and more connected to the group that I, I was uh, uh, continually talking to online than uh, any in-person group. And that was because I had, again, underserved needs. I had um, a community that I couldn't, I didn't, uh, wasn't geographically located next to, uh, or it was too niche of a topic. Like in, in the very early on for me, it was Star Trek Next Generation in like the early, early 90s. I just couldn't find any other sixth graders that were into that uh, in my own classroom, uh, but I found them online in 50-year-old men uh, creeping around bulletin boards. So, you know, there's, there's some pluses and minuses on that. <laughs> Ma- made it through that experience, luckily. Uh, it's uh, not a sophisticated uh, internet then. Yeah, so I think that like if if they're not there, I mean, it, the internet definitely can provide that sense of belonging. But the, the difference in in the maturity of all these communities that are born online, there is this point almost always where they start or they – actually meet in person and that's really when things 
uh, become solidified. You know, the relationships become more concrete, uh, even if they only do it once or twice. Like there was forums in the early 2000s, which I was very actively uh, participating in, um, one professionally I could think of and one socially. And in both instances, um, there was a meetup that happened and those meetups are still, you know, talked about in those worlds, uh, since then it's been almost 20 years and it, it really is that kind of peak, right? So if the face, the face event really offers the opportunity to be the peak and the digital offers the opportunity to be the kind of glue, uh, or the, the gasoline, I don't know what the connection is so to keep it going, but it's not <laughs> glue doesn't really isn't equal gasoline, but something like that. Uh, and, and, I think that's the, the the opportunity part that coming back to that to me still comes in like marketing and design. Like those two things are like, all right, what what's what's there an absence of in the world? Uh what's there an opportunity? Where's the window? Uh and then design around that to have something that is that. So I you know, I think there's still gonna be social media, there's still gonna be events, but as we see the trend of social media um, you know, having this negative effect uh, on people that is that is not an outlier that most people are starting to recognize as being pretty consistent. Um, I think that's the opportunity to design for that, like design events that are the unsocial media, you know, the, the uh, I don't know, the calm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a well-being I, I, thing. Maybe it's maybe it's more than that. I definitely think that like this idea of trying to design an event to be like the opposite of what they experience in a social media network is really smart. I think that especially when it comes to digital and virtual events, far too often are people pushing for social media elements. Oh, I want a wall where I can post things and I want, you know, the ability for there to be like a message board. And, um, and I start to think like, do people really even like doing that stuff? Right? Like I, most clients that I'm designing events for like, well, we want to have this and Hey, it's probably not going to work. It's probably not going to be active. And they're like, well, I still want it. And they get it, and it has no, like, the message board has two responses. And it, one of them's like my, the paid person who's paid to create an initial engagement to get everyone going, right? So I, I have a feeling like that people are just at this point where they're just, they're over wanting to tweet. They're over wanting to, you know, start a discussion board. They're over wanting to share pictures on a wall. You know, they're, they're craving something totally different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Boo to you too. Sorry, it's not what we're doing. Boo, now. Dustin. <laughs> How dare you agree with me? Sorry, I wanted to. I wanted to say. I wanted to keep it even. Well, I had a follow up, but I'm keeping oh. it to myself oh. now. Still, boo. <laughs> you boo. Give us a, a follow up. Ta- take us on. That's, that's the call to action for the listeners. Email Dustin, or here's yeah. his yeah. personal cell phone number, and <laughs> ask that's... him what he thinks. I think. I think to double down on what is being said it's what we need to create in the live environment is the things you can't get online and i think to will's point is we continue to try and recreate the community board and the message board and all these features that you already get every single day on every single app you open up and we try and insert those into what is a live experience whether that is digital or in person and i think that that's a mistake because we're already getting so much of that that's a lot of what people are trying to run away from so Mm. um what i like about this conversation is like is like we have to dig deeper than that and find ways to engage with people that are not like a social media platform that have different tools different metrics different ways to engage because that i think is ultimately what people are looking for when they're 
you know, when they're getting tired of social media, it's like, it's not just that it's full of scum and hate. It's that it's, it really hasn't evolved that much since it started. It really isn't mm. that much different. You're just more targeted. You're just more irritated with ads. There's just more hate. It's just a safer place to go and spew whatever the hell is on your mind. And I think, and I think therein lays a great opportunity when you're designing and stop designing yeah. with social media tools because there's already a place for that and we're exhausted by it. I'll add with one caveat. If you've successfully designed a community where people are going and using the app regularly, then I think you have permission to add in features that Who's are similar doing to a social that? network. Who's doing that? Well, like a long-term community? Yeah. Um, I think of one really great example would be like Swap and Cards only, Evolve. And only one. Yeah, great. <laughs> But who's really doing I, that? Like how many how many how many communities are out there that are standalone that are that are truly successful that are not a social media platform? Twitch that, like that like aren't existing. I consider Twitch a social network now. Like anyone yeah. can sign up for it. I'm thinking more so like what Dustin's saying is like provide an example of an event that is successfully doing the community model. I Oh. Hmm. I, I th- definitely think it's hard to pull off the top of your head of who's done it successfully for sure. They can, they considers themselves a member of a community, but they all, and, and but they, the problem is they all use this. They all use the platforms that we're talking about to host. their yeah. communities. Okay. So, I mean like you yeah. can use like the, the toughest part is like a lot of these that have done it really well, then ultimately become their own kind of platform in a sense. But I'm sure they all started using like a very similar technology, but like, like Peloton, for example, it's not a social media network. It's its right. own thing and its own features, and people get on a it, good right? Example. But, mm-hmm. but it—that's like um, that, I mean, that, that has so much technology behind it in terms of the bike itself and things yeah. like that that go that way. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think like who's using an off-the-shelf virtual event platform right now? Who's really killing it? In I think people are trying, but the problem is that you like you know it's one of those things that doesn't come overnight, right? Like. Like people think to themselves, like, "Oh yeah, look at Reddit; it's so big." Like, obviously, that's a platform itself. Fortnite, like Reddit, like, yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a game and technology. I'm trying to think of who's using over the uh, the 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 shelf stuff. Like, Reddit originally, when I first started, was very similar to Dig, and I'm pretty sure they used some generic, you know, upvoting sub- link submission thing. And eventually, they built their own thing because I'm sure they were like, "This shit sucks. WordPress is terrible." But you know, I'm thinking about that might be end up being a, a good example. Is just like it ends up becoming a social network because it gets mass appeal versus like a niche appeal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the difference between a social network and uh, an online community is. Uh, is there, is there a difference anymore? I mean, I think it's esoteric if there is a difference. Like, I mean, I think it's just, mm-hmm. it's the scale of a community. Um, I mean, I, there probably is a definition, but so what I think what matters is, is like, um, is this the ability for people to have, uh, communities at scale and also it's kind of a it's less like facebook isn't a community it's um it's the apparatus to create communities like even they would say they consider like mm-hmm. their groups to be a pretty powerful tool like it's i a, use facebook it groups. is a very it is a very powerful tool it's the only thing on Crazy. facebook i still use <laughs> yeah i use groups all the time i have a local group and like we all like people i don't know who all share they're in the same community within the same few streets like we share mm-hmm. information that way you know, someone's uh, broke into someone's car. Watch. Oh yeah, it's mostly that. It's how much deer are everywhere here. Uh, missing cats, constantly missing cats. Oh, the annual really riveting about property content. taxes. The <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They're raising our uh, uh, taxes for a school levy, uh, and that's like a, a debate for a year. It's just 
real uh, stuff that they're not going to make movies about. Let me tell you, not not that exciting. Uh, but still, like I, I I pay attention to it like every day. Actually, it's like one of the few things I, I do pay attention to it on Facebook. Uh, a few other micro communities I'm in. So that kind of like groups and stuff like that, the tools in which to create. Um, and even like there's been there's been government toppling social media communities that have existed mm-hmm. that have come together uh, that have made social change that will have impacts for generations. So social media for the good and the bad of it um, is is this kind of, uh, you know, utilitarian thing. I think that there there's a few underpins of it that are um, just un- inherently slanted towards mm-hmm. bad uh, so without being yeah. like, it's not a very good way to put it, but, um, and I think a lot of it is because that we use it as a tool to get our information from, and we also use it as entertainment. And I think that right. those two things are at odds and mm-hmm. it, it's really the biggest problem mm-hmm. with social media is the fact that there is an algorithm that delivers things what we want. So we're, we're eating cake constantly and we're getting sick, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. why are we getting sick? We're getting sick on confirmation bias. Um, mainly, uh, that's the main thing. And we're getting sick from, uh, and I, I just further isolation in echo chambers. Uh, and that, that's when people are saying the world's more divided than it's ever been. That's not true. Um, we're more connected than we've ever been. Yeah. And that, and that feels like we're divided because, mm-hmm. because we um, naturally are divided. And yeah. We've never, we've been always able, been divided. We've never been able to see it the way we see it right now. We didn't know we were divided because we didn't even have a yeah. window into those other worlds. Those worlds yeah. didn't exist. Yeah. I think it's and, and, I think it's fair to yeah. say that that there's still more good that comes from these platforms than bad and I think that the the bad just gets this megaphone to scream into and when you when you drill down into the billions of users and how they stay connected and families and grandma and grandpa and like I I think it still is producing far 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 more good than bad and and I think that it's like we you know the the topic of social media for for years now has been about what an evil it is and we you know remember the conversations we were having about it 10 years ago how it was connecting communities and bringing them together all that's still happening it's all still happening in a big way and it's happening you know billions of times a day but we get to focus on this you know these these issues that you know i guess they i guess they they absolutely do need to be addressed and we need to figure out how do we continue to grow as a society with the dependence that we do and how are young people being affected and how does that need to change through our education of 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 kids and like all things all things in the world education doesn't keep up with technology and and there's 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 work to be done but i don't think it's all evil and i also don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon I, I think we need to really look at, I mean, the only thing that we don't ever do is that we don't look at our own behaviors and say, mm-hmm. we need to change our behavior. We ask a lot of these platforms to say, you need to stop exploiting how we're built and <laughs> you yeah. need to stop you know, making money off of things that we tell you we want. Those are crazy. I think that the, we just need to say to ourselves like, hey, we need to spend less time getting all our information from one place. We need to spend more time being uncomfortable and immersing ourselves in environments where there's people saying things that don't agree with us. These are the hard things that we need to do that would actually make us uh, grow and give us that perspective that we're missing. Uh, but it requires that requires a big force of real smart uh, people to be able to make some large-scale behavioral changes in a way that mm-hmm. is less fun than consuming memes 
which is inherently fast, fun, dirty, and uh, leaves us where we're at. I like a good meme. So yeah, me. I was gonna say I, I disagree too. with you. I love a good <laughs> meme as well. I, That's how I communicate even with too. work. Me too. You, yeah, uh, unnuanced uh, ideas uh, in echo chambers um, is is definitely our problem, uh, and and the fun of that makes it so. And and the like, just the the chemical releases of just like, ah, oh, man, I knew I was right. You know, like this is it. I know it. It's there. Like it's really hard to combat that. It, it takes. It takes a lot of effort. And that's why you're yeah. saying, what's the opportunity for face-to-face? What's the opportunity for us? Okay. I think we need to figure out, like we need to get, we're smart. We need to design events that bring people together um, who are who have different opinions and think differently. Mm-hmm. Because social media And create is, space for it. Yeah, and create space <laughs> for it. Because social media yeah. is designed not to do that. Social media yeah. is designed to bring people that are like each other to get yeah. together. So I gave you the idea of communities that were separated, that come together, that were underserved, and that they finally have their, their tribe. That's social media good. Mm-hmm. Social media bad is everyone who thinks that the earth is flat ha- now is come together in a big enough group <laughs> that they're it? like, they have some momentum. So like it's bad because it brings people together. Right. So what we need to do is we need to bring disparate groups of people together yeah. in a safe space in order to ha- hash things out and to come out changed and different because what what social media doesn't do and that face-to-face events are supposed to do by design or or events they could be virtual as well by design is events are supposed to be about creating change Mm -hmm. and the other ones are about creating communities they just take advantage of what is and they give it a platform what we do is we create things that don't exist because we smash things together and something new comes out of it I'm, i'm just thinking out loud here for a second that's what we do. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, event professionals are always trying to seek ways to increase engagement at events, right? To get people to feel engaged, whatever you define engagement as, right? Yeah. And because the more engagement we get, the more that, you know, more people come to it, people come back to the, back to the event. And then therefore also – if enough people are coming back to the event, we sell more sponsorships and then more we can have more money for speakers, right? Just to do the whole thing over again. I didn't realize like how much a social network is pretty similar in a way. It's designing you to try to increase engagement so you use it more, so you come back more. So then that way they can show you ads, therefore sell sponsorships and you know, and then therefore take that money to increase engagement, then like create that, that, that life cycle or that, that cyclical nature of it. And I didn't realize like how similar they are in some ways, but yet we don't have this problem in the events industry of like such toxicity is because of that face to face element mm-hmm. like you guys are saying, because people are more mm-hmm. civil in person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think we could do more. I think businesses in general can do more to help people learn effective communication skills, which is something I think has dulled a lot over the last little while. And especially coming out of a lot of lockdown where we haven't been communicating. I know I've had conversations with people that will like spit out something controversial and you go for a conversation and there's nothing behind that like big statement of like, I'm not voting for so-and-so because they're this. And then they can't have a conversation about it because they're used to typing it into their keyboard, not engaging in conversation. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think we can, I think we can do more. And I think businesses and education in general can do more to like help equip people for the real world and real conversations and not just blurting out whatever comes to their damn mind. 
which I still do all the time, but at least I can bullshit my <laughs> way through it. <clears throat> I think it's sometimes too, like, I mean, talking about like those conversations that, that get kind of awkward when someone says something is like a lot of times too, I've also recognized when it's in person, you also recognize when you need to shut up too, some ways. Do you? Right? Like you need to like, oh, like for example, sometimes there's some of them professionals like, out there that need to hear that. <clears throat> <laughs> You want to name names? <laughs> Have you, has anyone ever been trapped at a networking event where you're like, please stop talking? Name names. I just want- we're, here, we're here to spell tea. <laughs> name names. Come on. Do it. Well, I don't, I don't even like going that far. I'm just trying to think of like the times where someone said something controversial, right? They've said something like, um, I don't know. They say something that's like, obviously, I'm like, I don't know if that's true or I'm pretty sure that's not true, but because I don't have the facts, I just don't respond. Oh, I call, them, say, out. Like, I, I call them out I, every time. Well, I call people out, but then they oh, come yeah. back and they say, well, haven't you heard about this XYZ fact? Uh, and I'm like, I, can, I don't know. Like, I can Google things without people even seeing it. I'm like, I, oh, wow. I got, I, got, your, I have no time for the loud mouth that just likes to make big statements and stand there all puffed up. I got no time for it. I hate that. Well, what's interesting to me is like in online, you have this opportunity to pause for a second, go research, go find whatever it is, and then come and like dump or like share more information when you're in person. It doesn't give you that opportunity. Well, except for unless you're an expert skilled Googler like Dustin. Dustin, teach me your ways. Um, he's got he's got the only Google Glass left, and he's been That's using it, it to like <laughs> he's, he's actually a Google <laughs> Google uh, lens. It's like the I, the contact lenses. Yeah, uh, I agree. I do see a lot of like, but I'll tell you what that does is it basically just makes conversations uh this kind of uh cut and paste uh that is rhetoric it's your rhetoric my rhetoric your rhetoric my rhetoric and it's it's that's the part where i I check out a social media and i get really frustrated Mm -hmm. with it is the fact that um the goal doesn't seem to be uh Mm -hmm. to come on common ground to 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 create and i really think it's the difference is is that social media is not about creating change Uh, it's about proving that you're right and it's about being it's about being better yeah. Uh, and you totally. get more likes, you're better. You get more comments, you're better. People totally. agree with you, you're better, 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 better. I don't believe in better. I believe in in commonality, in change, in action. And it's not set up for that, you know? And I think that uh, there's a reason that, like, rallies don't take place uh, on hmm. Twitter. <laughs> because They have to eventually happen in, in real space because... Um, it's about action and you see think people together in it in in mobs and it it is it's another level and it, it it's one of loudness and it's one of uh, of energy and it's that's where really where change comes from and change doesn't happen online it 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 the the beginnings of change happen online the the community building uh the exchanging and and, and coming together like the coalescing of ideas yes uh, but like, if you really want to smash an idea against another idea to you know, have it, you know, things not be what they were, action and and uh, events, so to speak, have to have to come in. And I think that we we need to understand that like a forum for people just to say their thing isn't maybe the best place mm-hmm. for live events. Maybe it should be totally conversations, and there yeah. shouldn't be panels of five people saying like, "Yeah, yeah I agree." Five me white too. people, five white guys. <laughs> Oh, yep the, the live Manals. the live event Manals. standard. We like them so much. We have a we have a big giant rock version of that uh, in our country of uh, of a mantle, uh, the Mount Rush <laughs> the, the Mount the, Rushmore mantle, the, 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 the Mount the Mount Mantle, Mount Mantle, Mount, Mount Mantle. Uh, it's the original. It's the uh, it's the uh, yeah the longest lasting mantle. And yet uh, it's 
still only men after that too huh yeah yeah uh i mean heartbeat away from relevance we have we got we got so close but yeah um yeah so i i think that like that's maybe maybe that's what we should we should really you know again the premise of this take advantage of this this trend Mm-hmm. Let's let's create change by putting people in the room that aren't on the same page, and let's create an atmosphere through intentional design yeah. that has them uh, respectfully yeah. exchange ideas, uh, and uh, with the intended effect of everyone changing their behaviors, changing their mindsets. Because it's not happening online. No one's in the middle of a, of a thread going, "Oh, everything I thought was uh, actually not true. What you guys are saying is is actually true." They're just waiting for their turn to talk. And uh, we should we should do something different. I like that. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So that's your that's your uh, design challenge. Uh, I think I may have mentioned this before. I mentioned it today in a presentation I did with this guy from Google, which was super cool because he was talking to us about. I know it's great, great break. drop, great drop. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. He's a he's an engineer hey, with Google. Guess what? I didn't do anything so far this episode. <laughs> yeah, make no, a drop but- like that. I didn't That's drop not, in client names. That's not I didn't uh, mention anything that I own. Well, I mean, no, I, you did. Let me think about what it was. But let's I just go. want the audience <laughs> to know because they can't see well that he just like did such a weird. Why, why are you touching your armpits? Is that what you do when you get excited? What the heck? I, you went you like, talk, I like was itching chicken. my arm. But oh, was I itchy. That, that was like an excitement reaction. No, I was just like, I was like, oh, my armpit's itchy. That, Should wow, this be great. on this video? Are we, are we, <laughs> oh, I are remember. We... Okay. Let's, we're going to get back to Nick's humble oh. brag in a second. But Will's humble brag was he was in Germany so many times he forgot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many times? That was, was pre-recording. There. That was yeah. pre-recording. I know, but it's fair game. We need to just send out pre-recorders. To, we like, were talking we, about. So many people would listen to that. That's fine. Nick, we let's, were talking let's go about back. whether you get stopped. No, that's it. That was the main point. I just wanted to tell everybody that I talked oh. to somebody from Google. No, uh, the, this engineer from... from <laughs> so at least uh, mine have points, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were talking about the pandemic and like how uh, it, it actually... There, there was a lot of things that they, they noticed that they brought. Uh, there was people who were contributing to conversations more uh, now that things were done virtually than they were doing in face-to-face. And they found out that there was there was all these different ways that they could communicate um, that they hadn't before uh, more frequently. And it was empowering voices who um, just didn't, didn't really get the voices, uh, their voices uh, heard in, in the live. I think there's probably the equivalent of both of those things happening. Um, But what's really important is that um, they started designing uh, their virtual to, uh, to give everyone a voice. So like there was, there was a, a, a tracker now if we had this in our podcast that was the first thing i thought it would be terrible is how much every single person was talking so this was it's we're at 42 minutes right now they would have like what percentage uh each person contributed uh and but what they found is when they were doing that people were altering their behavior uh in order to be more generous uh and there's just all these cool design opportunities that we have if our goal really is to give voices to people uh, and, uh, uh, you know, they thought about that in the moment in, in virtual, but like in, in, I just thought about in, in, in an event opportunity for panels, if that was something that was implemented. So it just made me think that, um, there's a lot of work to be done if our design principles are, uh, the empowerment of people and not simply just, um, the same people talking at the same way, 
from their point of view and no challenging. Like, like, like us, Nick. <laughs> right now. Like right yeah, now. Like this. This right here. This is it. Yeah. So if there was a timer, I would uh, I would be talking a lot less. But there isn't, so I'm going to keep talking until someone takes it over. Biz, it's the timer because we're there at time. Um, call to action. What should we ask our audience? I want to know what they, if they've seen any successful examples of communities that they think are just as strong as a social network but are not on a major network like Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. And I'll say if they've created the Amish? it to the point – <laughs> so and i'll also say try to avoid like something like peloton where they built the whole technology around it i'm thinking like off the shelf platforms you know that sort of concept that we're talking about i want to know if someone's seen seen one too yeah all and right i, well, I want to know if somebody actually uses their conference app after the conference please <laughs> private message me and let me know if you actually use that 300th app that you had to download for your stupid conference. There we go. Eventbrew at helloendless.com. Or hashtag eventbrew. And other than that, Dustin, Nick, Will, thank you so much for your time. Thank and you, we'll Chewie. You, you did such a great job today. Yeah, I talked a lot, for sure. You did. You really talked our ear off. <laughs> it was really nice. I know you had to go pee before this episode started, and we're 44 minutes in. Wow, so. just filling, just telling everyone secrets. Well, I just, I'm just, I, I, I'm concerned about your health. We talked about this earlier, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Room. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.